the first step in your recovery journey. Welcome to the position of neutrality, family. We're thrilled that you have chosen to allow us to walk alongside you in this journey. This course will help set the stage for the interactive step experience and equip you with what's needed to be successful. Let's get started. We'd like to take a little time and discuss the purpose of the interactive step experience as well as some of the encounters and experiences we intend for you to have. The position of neutrality, interactive step experience, is a study in the manner of living as described in the book Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. In the forthcoming courses and lessons, we will walk with you through the steps that will become the basis for a changed nature. Each of the eight courses are broken down into varying numbers of lessons, depending on the length of the audio courses. Along the way, you will find discussion questions and journal activities you can answer to deepen your understanding. You can use our app to engage in the interactivities, or you can answer the questions to yourself or someone you are working with. There are three different types of audio segments. 1. Introductions to the lessons. 2. Big Book Enhanced Content. 3. And Experience-Based Content. The introduction will explain what is coming up in that lesson. The Big Book content will expand on different sections throughout the lesson. The experience-based content are stories from various people who have walked this position of neutrality interactive step experience journey and are sharing their experiences with you. Who is Joe McDonald? Joe McDonald has been teaching people the manner of living found in the 12-step process for over 20 years. Not every experience is a success, but he endeavors to introduce men and women to the light and to teach them this manner of living so they can walk into and discover the new man or woman they are meant to be. Let me take a moment to explain who we are. Yeah, so position of neutrality is a movement. It's, it's a number of people who have been redeemed from hopeless states for a variety of reasons. Um, addictive disorder, profound poverty, behavioral issues that cause difficulties beyond the norm. Um, and we all were pulled together in this, this mission, this movement, to speak to truly, I mean, I know it sounds like hyperbole, but to speak to the worst of the worst about this redeeming power and this, this life beyond bondage that is possible to those of us who will simply subordinate our egos to this spirit that's been sustaining us through all this tragedy and, and wreckage and, and walk out in it and as we go gather others and, and, and take them out to the redemption too, almost like this massive reproduction of a, a prodigal son returns, except consider an army of prodigal sons returning to the father and, 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 and he sees us from a long way off. So that's, that's what the movement is. It started in the darkest of the dark places, solitary confinement and prisons, people that had done multiple years. I'm not talking about people that got a slap on the wrist and a trip to county. I'm talking about people who got locked down on four yards, five yards, people that spent a life 
sentence inside, 20 years flat, 25 years flat, 30 years flat, coming to themselves in isolation cells and just getting well at record numbers. Because we've always known the 12-step approach lifts up anyone with a human condition, not just addictive disorder. So we proved it. There was a 50% national recidivism rate. Over three years, we had new freedom, new freedom being a product designed by the PON people and stood up on the PON principles, position of neutrality principles. We have a 95% success rate, 45 percentage points better than the national average because we introduced them to power and we showed them the power of peers transformed. Now let's take a moment to meet the team. Joe McDonald is the creator and innovation behind the position of neutrality movement. Brian Reinhardt, one of the driving forces behind the creation of the digital engagement platforms. Denise McDonald is the leader of the National Mentorship Program. And last but not least, we have Wayne Giles, coupled with his lived experience and his clinical schooling, has made this innovative product possible. As mentioned in the previous segment, Joe spoke about new freedom, behavioral health, a first for second chances. We believe in the power of positive change for justice-involved individuals and all the communities to which they will return. This product was meant for you. No matter who you are, benefit can be found through an introduction to this profound and new manner of living. This process and our way of presenting it may be bold or speak to something that might be out of the norm, but we have found that since this product can reach individuals from the darkest of places and pull them out, it will work for you and all others seeking freedom from bondage of the mind. Let's hear from Joe on how this product is meant for you. As this product finds you, wherever it is you are, whether you're uh, in a recovery world and you've sort of given up hope, you're just not feeling the freedom that you're expecting, or perhaps you're brand new to the recovery world and none of it's making sense. Or perhaps you're not in the recovery world at all, that you, you, you've got a loved one that's had struggles and your struggles are different. Your struggles are, you know, your, your sense of betrayal and your sense of just all kinds of things that have happened as a result of somebody that you know that's had struggles. And it doesn't even have to be addictive disorder. It could be behavioral disorders of any kind. Um, if that's you... We think we have a product for you. If you're a corporate CEO and you have trouble with managing humans with difficult personalities and diverse backgrounds, it wouldn't be a bad idea for you to engage our product and find out what it is that gets in the way of your usefulness to these people. Because as a leader, it's your job to inspire, not to intimidate. And I think sometimes in our society, we don't. Remember that. So, so whoever you are that's consuming our product, a corrections official, somebody locked up, somebody who's new in treatment, somebody who's scared to death that their child isn't going to come home every night because of their pain pill addiction, whoever you are, there's a power in you that wants an intimate relationship with you, and this process will reveal that fact to you and through you. In this segment, we will talk about the interactive step experience process. 
you will hear Joe's commentary and teachings throughout the interactive step experience in the various audio recordings throughout the lessons. You will also hear from various other men and women who have enacted this manner of living and are endeavoring to show others how to do the same. They are their experiences walking this path, and we hope you will be encouraged along the way. Let's take a moment to listen to a segment from the documentary with a few individuals speaking on the hardships of their past, showing us the depths that this power has redeemed them from. Here we pose the question, is there a solution to addictive disorder and other human conditions? I guess I can kind of just talk about my journey back from hell. So I'm going to start my story out from the beginning. Um, I started using drugs around 13. I was, uh, I was a homeless drug addict. I was just hopeless out there. I've had a rough life, you know, was stuck in my mess for many, many years. I think I was having a hard time with life forever. At the age of 11, I got caught with methamphetamines in um, elementary school, and that was the last time I went to school. I don't know, this is, this is really hard for me. I did a shot that was way too big, and I had a massive stroke, lost 46% of my brain. Early on in my childhood, I had some real traumatic experiences. We had a car accident and I, I witnessed my sister's death like right in front of my eyes. Like I watched the light go out of her eyes and that, that really hurt me. I don't know if it was that or just I was born this way or whatever it is, but I never really felt right anywhere. You know, I was always uncomfortable in situations. So I found myself kind of growing up self-medicating I just recently gotten out of prison after doing 11 and a half years. And, uh, and the first day I went and was a go-getter, but by the second day I was high already, you know, and because uh, I didn't know any other way to live. You know, we go back to what we know instantly when we get out, especially when we, when we are faced with adversity, you know, and that was a pa the pattern of my life for the 20 years before that. From that moment forward, I just got caught up in the cycle of using drugs and criminal activity. And before long, I went from the age of 11, 12, 13, 14. I grew up in the systems of uh, Orange County Juvenile Hall. Um, at the age of 18, um, I got sentenced to a 10-year prison term for um, possession of firearms. Um, and from that moment forward, it was just a revolving door of incarceration, um, drugs, um, gangs. Um, I found myself in a hopeless state. So I lived with guilt and shame, and as I got older, I realized that I was a little bit bigger than everybody else, and that I could take a punch, and I quit being afraid, and I became a very angry, angry, angry young man. I think I always was, but I learned how to express it, and I learned how to find power in violence. I was first introduced to meth in 2013, late 2013 which led to uh, a good seven years of homelessness, um, meth addiction, and just hopelessness. I got scared because um, my family had given up on me. I didn't have anybody, I didn't have any skills. I never, you know, I never thought, you know, a life like this was possible.
You know, I gave up on myself. People change and, and even they're amazed by the work that's happening within them. You know, it's just by seeing it themselves and being like, look at how far I've come. Absolutely. You know, I blindly came in here. It was all faith. Okay, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I have faith that I was led here to get it done. And because of where I am at today, I know for a fact that that's exactly what happened. It's, the proof is literally, I mean, in you guys. Yeah. Every person that's come in here, it's just been like mind blow after mind blow. Like I was at rock bottom and now. What a powerful segment. Can you relate to the raw brokenness and heartache that the individuals in the video have experienced? You may benefit from this teaching if you can answer any of the following questions with a yes. If these experiences resonate with you, then we invite you to explore further. They may be from trauma you have experienced, addictive disorder, anxiety issues, or any other condition that is making life difficult. Have you ever felt imprisoned by your own thoughts and emotions? Have you felt like you have been held back from becoming the best version of yourself? Have you been searching for connection and understanding? If these experiences resonate with you, then we invite you to explore further. Do you want a better life? I'm not that bad yet. If you say to yourself, I am not that bad yet, we'd like you to ponder whether or not you have set barriers or attempted to limit your use. Or are you perhaps the businessman that is struggling with fully conceding to your innermost self that you are alcoholic or addict? We turn your attention to Joe's first step experience. Joe was educated at Cambridge University and a very successful businessman. He had worked hard to obtain the trappings that marked his worldly success only to have his business and family handed over to the bottle. Imagine the oppressing loneliness of prison or homelessness, or the loneliness of a substance-induced depression or the isolation of anxiety. These are the darkest and most depressing places imaginable. The interactive step experience has worked to lead lost individuals from these places. If it worked for them, is it possible it can work for you? Let's take a moment for Joe to share his step one experience with us. Yeah, I think that's probably really useful for people to understand. I came into the fellowship in 1985, and um, it was a fellowship that was really full of the counseling profession. It was really in its heyday. Every commercial that came on was for a treatment center, and insurance companies were, were given 30-day stays like they were giving away suckers at the dentist. You know what I mean? It was, you could just... Go And then what they found out in time, of course, is that the treatments were ineffective and, and, and they quit paying for them. And so many of you may have joined recovery after that. But when I came into recovery, um, I went to treatment and they told me of plans to, you know, if you want to use, just think it through, play the tapes. And things that I kept hearing that I thought were truths. And I had a big book, but I really didn't know how to read it. And then I got a hold of some tapes from the Joe and Charlie era, and I sort of got a sense there was more depth there, but still not the depth that I know. So I did everything I thought I was supposed to do. I went to 90 meetings in 90 days. I learned to say I don't pick up no matter what. I got commitments chairing meetings and 
making coffee because meeting makers make it and coffee makers make it. That was the things I heard, and I did all of that. And in that time, I did get some relief from the consequences of addiction, and I went for 10 years. And in those 10 years, I was never very comfortable, but I was not in the jams I had been in when I was drinking myself out of jobs and what have you. So I ended up in that 10-year period of time, I did end up leaving one family for another. I mean, I did things that were still old behaviors instead of working out things. Um, but eventually, when I had enough wealth that I thought I had options, I just walked into a bar one day and had a drink. Ten years sober. And I like to point out to people that I was a general contractor in the industrial space. I did big jobs. I was licensed in 13 states. I was a professional negotiator, like high-level professional negotiator. You'd think a high-level professional negotiator would have got a better price for my home, my business, and my second family than a glass of beer in a shitty bar. But I didn't. That's what I traded my life for, was a glass of beer. Because from that went pain pill addiction, daily drinking, the businesses went away, the home, both of them, went away. Everything went away. Everything went away. And, and I ended up a homeless man on the streets of Phoenix, Arizona. Now, prior to that, I had been educated well in America and in the UK. I had advanced degrees in accounting and public administration and geopolitical strategy and currency management. And nobody on the streets of Phoenix gave a damn about my education. And um, by the time I stumbled into one more detox, one more treatment regimen, and finally encountered someone that actually knew the difference between the fellowship and the program and started introducing me to this power and the power of the testimony in people's AA book, I was so near death that, I mean, literally, I had been in the hospital. I'd been opened up, you know, because I just kept complaining until they cut me open to find a reason for why I felt the way I did. And I was glad they did because I woke up on a morphine drip. So when, you know... If you're not like me, you don't get me. But I'm, you know, all I'm trying to say is I didn't start out like me. I started out as a business guy, had a little drinking problem, went to AA. AA told me to think it through. I thought it through until that didn't work. And then I went and got the rest of the order. So what I would say to the people who don't think they're that bad or they don't need any of it, I didn't. I had the same thought. I once thought and felt as you did. But I doubt I'd have made much progress had I not taken action. Why would I recommend with all my heart that somebody take seriously what we're trying to send to you? Because I live better today. Not because I think I can save you from anything you're destined for, because I can't. I'm not the Savior. But what I can do through my testimony is tell you there's a lot of traps that you do not have to fall into if you don't insist upon it. Still had a house, still had my first wife, still had babies, still had a job, working for the Brits, regional manager, 
And then I just went off the rails because none of that was making me feel good. None of that was freeing me from me. Thank you for joining us in today's segment. Before you go, we would like to share with you our mission position of neutrality. The interactive step experience is attempting to highlight the first 100 authors' masterfully laid out case, explaining why it is more logical to believe than not to believe. We are not trying to change their testimony as it was written in 1939. Our mission is to simply modernize the delivery of the program of action found throughout the pages of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We hope to accomplish this by showing you how we align our experiences with those of the authors. We present to you just a few cases where a changed nature is evident. The next segment will be on what to expect from the program.